this, this message is somewhat out of my normal type or of preaching. We need to kind of go a little deep on this. Get a little spiritual. On, are you? Will you stay with me on this? I know some of you are. You know, you're like, yeah. Some of you are like, what? I don't even know what that means. You know, but we're we're gonna try to do that. I'm getting some of my strength back. So let me see. <laughs> oh Lord. All right. <laughs> so if you'll help me with this, we're 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 kind of in a series here of trying to talk about basically getting ready because the world is rapidly changing and I feel like I need to get you ready maybe for the rapture but I need to get you ready for what's coming because if we're not careful we'll go with the flow there's too many Christians today that are just like eh, I don't want to rock the boat I just won't say anything you know, I guess that makes sense. This makes sense. Do you realize only 13% of Americans believe that the Word of God is the final authority? That means, that means 87, 87% are basically, I just do what feels good. I just follow what the crowd does. 64% of people in America say they're spiritual. I don't even know what they, if they think they know what that means. Just because you worship a crystal or hug a tree, that doesn't make you spiritual. But, but, but only 13% believe in the authority of the Word of God. It's a nice book, but it doesn't carry authority. But it does. And basically what the world is trying to do is this. Just, just follow me on this. I won't be long if you'll amen me enough. Actually, amens hurt the time. It makes it longer. <clears throat> but they, they basically, it, it kind of started out that they wanted to be treated equally, whatever their lifestyle. And I get it. Legally, everyone should be treated, you know, the same. And women's rights, gay rights, uh, you know, all the races, you know, everyone needs to be treated the same. I believe that. I believe that. should be same under the law. But then they went from being treated equally to, to our way is the right way and you need to believe our way. And it got to the point where they want to cancel the word of God. We're not equal to them in their beliefs. They're, they are now superior, and they're very angry at us and waiting for us to just die, get out of here. They think every church is full of old people that are going to die, and a lot of churches are. There's a lot of churches today, if, if, uh, you know, if, you're in the, if you're in your 40s, you're the youth group. Come on, let's be honest. What, 1,500 churches a month are closing their doors? And these buildings are now becoming bars and everything? By the way, can I, a few years ago, I don't, over on Highway 30, y'all remember there was a, uh, 
a business there that was uh, adult, uh, an adult business. Can I just say it that way? Do you, you now know that's, that that's business is something else now. You know what happened? The lady over that got saved. I don't know if I ever shared that with you. She got saved and quit that business, sold it to a legitimate business. You see, we don't need to demonstrate and be ugly and angry and all that stuff. We just need to pray that the proper use of every building, because a building has a use, and I don't believe any building should be used for smut and pornography. Now that building is in its proper use and the person over it is saved. Can you give God glory? That's how God works. We don't even have to pass legislation to force people to live right. We just got to get them saved. Well, how many know the commercial I'm talking about? This lady keeps seeing herself spending money and buying expensive stuff, and she finally figures out someone has gotten into her account, and now they're, they're spending her money. This is exactly what the enemy's trying to do. I want you to understand something. Everything made, look around this room. There's not one thing in this room that's, that was made. Everything in this room was made by somebody, by hand, and it's made for a purpose. Anyone can be you. I, I'm, what I want to do this, this morning is uncover the enemy who wants to not just confuse you, he wants to actually steal your identity. So I start saying everything in this room was made for a purpose, and yet here we sit the ultimate creation and how many of us have no clue what our purpose is how many know the devil has done a good job this has a purpose this has a purpose my water has a purpose everything has a purpose but we're sitting here without purpose and i'm here to tell you it's the enemy who has robbed you of that not just robbed you, but he's, he takes what should belong to you and he's using it for all the wrong purposes. Maybe your calling is musical and he steals it. He puts you in a bar somewhere and now you're singing and playing for the glory of the enemy. Maybe, maybe you have artistic abilities or you have uh, verbal abilities or you're a helps person or, you know, go, go, to, go to Romans uh, uh, chapter 12 and just read those seven things there. And, and some of you are helps. Some of you have organizational uh, calling. Some of, you, uh, uh, some of you are encouragers by nature. I can go on through all that and are teachers by nature. And, and, and the enemy has stolen that and put you in a place where you're you're kind of walking in it, but you're not giving God the glory in it. That's identity theft. And we've been talking about it in terms of Daniel and the three Hebrew children when they were taken out and they were brought to Babylon. And remember, we've been preaching that the Babylonians changed their names. And I won't go through that again, but Daniel's name was actually changed 
in gender gave him a female-oriented name. One of the other of the three, remember, his name meant God is good in the Hebrew, and they changed it in the Babylonian to God can't be trusted. This is how they're stealing identity is by changing the story, changing the script. The enemy wants to rename you and, and push you in a direction you don't need to go. And that's why we have to resist. W.C. Fields said it's, it's, it's not what they call you, it's what you answer to. Let them call you whatever they want to call you. Just don't answer when they call you by the wrong name. How many got it? How many got it? It's not what they call you. It's what you answer to. Yeah. Only old timers know what I just did. Amen. How many are hearing what I'm saying? Because this is the calling for the next few weeks I need to get across to you. We aren't living in Jerusalem anymore. We've been taken captive. We're in Babylon. We're not living by the Jordan River anymore. We're living by the Euphrates River. We're living in a world that has changed. How many know we're not in Mayberry anymore? I've told you this before, Mayberry now, that county, has the highest crime rate in North Carolina. Barney is overwhelmed. They gave him two bullets. Jesus. Are you following what I'm saying? And the most important thing about this identity thing is that they are starting younger. This, by the way, this whole process, there's so much I could tell you, but I, I really need to be careful. I, I, don't want to, I don't want to get into, you know, too many things. I don't, but it started way back in the 60s. It started back when I first got saved with the sexual revolution. I got saved during that. It started during the drug revolution. It started with the Vietnam thing. It started all, and, and then you got the abortion thing that was approved. And since then, 60 million babies killed in just America. How many know that blood has to be accounted for? Their blood is crying out, and it will be answered. It started in the colleges, then it got into the high schools, and then the lower schools, and now it's in the grade schools, and they're even coming, trying to go to five-year-olds, six-year-olds. Are you know what gender are you? Are you sure you're not a girl? They don't need to be dealing with that sort. You, you. Listen, I understand that because when I was a young man in the Catholic school, I'll never forget this. The nun stood up and said, "If you even have a thought." boys, that you're supposed to be a priest. That's God speaking to you. I was a good Catholic altar boy. Obviously, the thought crossed my mind. Being the firstborn, too. I was supposed to be a priest. <laughs> I am a priest. We're all priests. <laughs> 
Some of you don't know what I'm talking about. I don't have time to explain, but you're a priest. Hallelujah. I understand the power of putting thoughts into the heads of children. You say, well, that doesn't happen around here. It's my understanding that these group of kids that think they're cats... In Shelby schools of all places, they, they want litter boxes in the bathrooms. You're not a cat. Feed them cat food for a while. They'll quit that nonsense. I just had a revelation. Hallelujah. You want to be a cat? Purr. I bet they'll change that nonsense. And litter boxes stink, too. There's that whole thing. Are you with me? Children aren't being educated anymore. They're being indoctrinated. And it's, you know, worse in some places. Some places we don't see it. But, it, but it's all over the country. And the thing is, they keep, they're patient. They're patient. They're more patient than we are. And they keep pushing. They've been doing this since, since the 60s. And now it's accelerating like crazy. And they're not just trying to, like I said, get an equal voice. They want to be the supreme voice. They want to be the voice of authority. They say you have to be woke. I don't know about woke, but church, we need to get awake. (laughs) We need to be awake and not woke. But I I need to explain where this comes from very quickly. Will will you follow me on this? Just just follow me on this. I I know it's difficult. But we believe in the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Well, the the Jews in the Old Testament, I mean, the the palace... The people in, uh, in Israel that weren't Jewish, they had three, they had the Trinity too. They had Baal, right? They had uh, Ishtar, right? And they had Molech. And they're mentioned in the scriptures. That's their sacred Trinity. There's so much I can go into here. I don't have time to get into all of it. But there's a great book out now uh, by uh, the rabbi. Jonathan Kahn, you need to get that book and just read through it. It'll blow your mind. In fact, every book he's written will blow your mind. But we understand, real quick, Baal is the God that's in charge. And they're trying to say, you're not in charge anymore. Baal's in charge. Ishtar, Molech, I'll get to that in a minute. And I'll try not to spend a lot of time there. But the key scripture, let, let's go to Ephesians 6 and verse 12, because, and you know this, for who do we fight? How many know we're in a fight? We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. It's not about these people. A lot of them are innocent and as far as they're just confused. If you're going to, you know, you need to understand the people at the top are the ones moving this. That's where the evil is. And everyone else, my God, we need to pray for. We'll pray for all of them. But we wrestle against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. How many know they're there? Jeremiah 23, 27. You need to, we need to read Jeremiah. Why? Because he's the prophet that tried to keep them from going into captivity. Jeremiah prophesied, we need to change. And if we don't change, we're going to Babylon. Yeah. 
Nobody believed it. We're just going to live the way we want to live. And guess what happened? They wound up in captivity when the Babylonians invaded, right? He said, he said people, they're trying to make my people forget my name by their dreams. Oh, we're talking about what's your dream? Which everyone tells his neighbor. Hello, Facebook, Instagram. As their fathers forgot my name for Baal. And we're forgetting God, but I promise you, there's all, when you throw God out, there's always left a vacuum that's going to be filled by something. Matthew 12 is key to understanding where we're at right now. Let's go to verse 43. When an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places seeking rest and finds none. Then he says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it empty, swept, and put in order. It's in order. It's swept clean, but it's empty. That describes the majority of Christians today. They are Christian in name only, but they're empty. They've tried to clean up the house. But they didn't fill it with Jesus. Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits, more wicked than himself. And they enter and dwell there, and the last state of that man is worse than the first. Now, we have preached this. Every preacher I know has preached this about individuals who perhaps get saved, but they never get filled with God. And, and they, they empty themselves out, but they never fill themselves. And then you see they backslide, and now they're in a worse state than they were before they were... How many, have you, how many have seen that actually happen so many times? Right? But Jesus really isn't talking about a single person. Look, we forget this last so shall it also be with this wicked generation. What are you saying, preacher? Now follow this. For the first 300 years of Christianity, the Romans were in charge. Their gods were in charge. It was legal to worship any god you wanted except Jehovah. How many are following me? When Constantine the emperor got saved, he was going to battle and he saw a cross in the sky. And he said, all right, from now on, we're going to fight under the cross. And he made Christianity legal and all the other religions illegal. In other words, he canceled them. I got to learn how to do the gritty. I got to learn. Y'all don't know what the grid is. I want that's important you understand that. How many know those God listen, those idols had gods behind them? How many know there really are false gods? How many know you can't actually worship false gods? You don't have to, you know, burn incense or whatever. Just anything you put ahead of God, that's your God. 
So you can worship false gods, but as far as legal, they were made illegal. All their temples were torn down. All their churches were destroyed. And all of a sudden, all over the Roman Empire, they started building churches. Churches were going up everywhere. And now, now God, hmm, Jesus, was Lord of the Roman Empire. And every other God was canceled. That doesn't mean that they didn't have any power. We know the devil has power. But legally, his status was canceled. And for the next 2,000 years, they were getting angrier and angrier. Because even during the Middle Ages, even when people were, even when Christianity was really bad, <laughs> but it was still legal. Christianity was the legal religion. You following me? And these gods were canceled. Y'all know where I'm going with this? Now, for the first time in 2,000 years, they're back. And I, I go through a lot of things, talk about a lot of things right here. But, um, you know, Baal is that control god. He's back. Ishtar was like Aphrodite. The goddess of love, the goddess of sex. And what, what we don't realize is that so many times in these, uh, actually every temple to Aphrodite, it wasn't just about prostitution going on in there, but it was this gender confusion that was going on. And their priests were actually encouraged, the men to, to dress like women and for the women to dress, hello, like men and and, and they would actually live that way, and there, there was all this confusion of gender. You say, why is that important, Pastor? Because it destroys marriage. Why is that important? Because that's the first and most important institution that God made at the beginning of the earth. If you destroy that, in fact, if you look at it, what did Jesus say about Noah and the flood? He said they were giving and taking in marriage. In other words, they were just sleeping around. And marriage had been destroyed, and marriage wasn't important anymore, and that's one reason the flood came. If God judged it then, he's going to judge it now. And the purpose of this move is to destroy the family. And then there's Molech. And Molech was all about child sacrifice. And they would come and they would bring their children and they would literally throw them into the fire. They would have barrels that would, there would be fire under the barrel and they would heat this barrel until it was red hot and they would throw their babies in there. Now they know they can't quite get away with that yet, but they're killing them in the womb before they're even born. If you think God's just, oh, if you think God's not going at some point say, this wickedness is full, this is enough. How many know God will say at some point, enough is enough? Maybe at some point you had an abortion. Listen, God will forgive you. I'm not here to beat you up. I'm just here to tell you that you were, you were brought into this mindset that life really doesn't begin until we want it, that my life's more important than that life. That's, that's serious. 
And of course now, and it's a concern of mine, they're starting to kill old people. So I need to preach that. I... <laughs> Don't be pulling plugs on me. Amen. I... <laughs> so this confusion of gender, the destruction of marriage, all this, you know, redefining marriage. And, and listen, <laughs> you say, listen, if you can marry anybody, sooner or later you're going to be able to marry anything. It's just me and my cat. Hallelujah. I can't get off the cat thing. You laugh, but it's coming. If I love my cat, I get to marry my cat and leave all my money when I die. Jeremiah 32, 35 talks about Jeremiah cries out. He said, they built the high places of Baal, which are in the valley of the son of Hinnon. Look up the valley of Hinnon. To cause their sons and their daughters to pass through the fire to Molech, which I did not command them, nor did it come into my mind that they should do this abomination to cause Judah to sin. This is an abomination. And he kind of he kind of puts he says he, God's kind of winking here and he says it it just took me by surprise I, I just it didn't even enter my mind that they would do this theologically that's called an anthropomorphism you learned something today in other words God just kind of pretends he's human and he says I didn't even come into my mind that they would do something so wicked. Who would think that it would be okay to kill babies in the womb? Who? If that's not evil at its root. Can I say this too? It is actually racist too. Do you realize 80% of all abortion clinics are in black neighborhoods? Do you realize this whole thing started like because of... Look it up. Look up the founders. Look up the beginners of the abortion movement. They were racist. <laughs> let's, let's build abortion clinics in black neighborhoods. You get my drift? This is Adolf Hitler's stuff. We're the superior race. I live, you die. I'm better. No, I, I got to move on. But how, how many get what I'm saying? Psalms 139, verse 13. Let, let's, let's wrap this up. For, for you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. Your story didn't begin when you were born. Your story began before you. Your story began general. Your story began with Noah. Your story began with Adam. You, God always knew you. Verse 15, my frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. God made you. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. Well, it's still too little. It must not be a human. You were very much in existence before you had a form. And in your book, they all were written. You're in the book. The days, your days, your life, your steps. 
God knows everything's there. You're not forced, but he knows the way you will take. (coughs) There were fashioned for me when as yet there were none of them. You had a day before you had a day. You had a way before you walked your way. You had an order to your life before your life ever began. Amen. You cannot steal that. You cannot distort that. Amen. God gave you a name. Stick to your name. Give him praise in the house. Wow. Three things real quick they tried to do. They tried to change their name. Tried to change their diet. In other words, what nourished them. The devil wants to change what nourishes you. So it's not about the word anymore. It's something else that you need. And then he tried to change their worship. And they'll make fun of us, especially us crazy Pentecostals. They're going to they're gonna come against our worship. And, and eventually you'll have to make a choice. Either do what the world tells you to do, or we're going to cut you off. And it'll start out financially. Oh yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll hit where it hurts. It'll start with a financial thing where you can't do this or you can't do that unless you do this. And then persecution comes, and one thing leads to the other. Just because you live in America, don't think it can't happen. It's being pushed right now. I don't want to get into all the politics of it, but y'all know what I'm talking about. Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 5. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. You had a purpose before you were ever born. Go ahead, let's, let's worship. You are not defined by the world. You are not defined by other people's opinions of you. Can I say this too? You are not defined by your past. You are not defined by the mistake you made. Well, I have a divorce. That divorce doesn't define you. Pastor, you don't know. I sinned. I, I'm, I really messed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I know you did. Thank God you got forgiveness. But I came by to tell you that's not going to define you. But Pastor, you don't know how I was raised. How you were raised doesn't define you. Your parents don't define you. The words they spoke over you do not define you. What they say at work behind your back doesn't define you. Even what some Christians do too. Don't let anybody define you. You need to know the name God put on you. You have a name. 